The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. What's happening, Sam? And then much, Daryl. How you doing? Just another great, exciting sports weekend, and uh, you know, lot and lots of uh, controversy with the BCS. Now that the everybody's number one Alabama has been knocked off. Wow! And we do have a new number one to talk about. Kansas State is the new number one team in town, Sam. No, a lot of people thought Kansas State would never be in this position. I was probably one of those people. But wow, the Kansas State team is the number one team in the nation uh yes no doubt you have to uh, i have to tip my hat to coach snyder and just the job that he's done at kansas state you know he he left kansas state in good hands he retired uh someone else took over the program and it, it was kind of falling apart and he just i guess he couldn't sit back and watch something that he worked so hard to build and just let someone destroy it. He came back, and uh, he has his team two games away from playing for a national championship. Uh, they got Baylor. They're going to be at Baylor this week. Baylor's four and five. That's a game that they should win, and they're going to end the season at Texas. A Texas team is currently ranked number 17 in the country. Uh, that's eight and two, but a team that I'm not really impressed with. Uh, and, you know, Kansas State has the luxury of not having to play in a conference championship game. So if they win these next two games, there's no denying them a shot in the BCS National Championship game. Well, when you start talking about Texas football, that's not going to be an easy task for Kansas to roll through Baylor and Texas. Texas is going to play them as hard as they can, and they know that that's going to be a big upset for them. And uh, I, I know that um, that, um, that the Texas coach, you know, he's he's always willing for, up for a challenge, and, and Mac Brown is going to be definitely up for this challenge. I can guarantee you that. Uh, Mac Brown will definitely be up for the challenge. He'll have his guys ready to play. But, uh, if I'm Kansas State after watching what happened to Alabama this weekend, you gotta take it one game at a time. In order to get to Texas, they have to beat Baylor. In order to get to the BCS National Championship game, you have to go 11-0. and And for them to go 11-0, and they're gonna have to beat a tough Baylor team that's, that struggled this year. But, hey, there's no recipe better than the number one team in the BCS coming to town. Well, the number two team in the nation this week is the Oregon Ducks. Wow, man, quack, quack. The Ducks are the number two team in the nation, and and, and deservingly so. They really they deserve everything that they've gotten this year. Uh, and, I, and, and trust me, this was not an easy game for them on Saturday. Um, the Ducks really struggled at one point in this game, but just like always, they find a way to pull away and never look back. I, I tell you what, uh, Coach Kelly has done an outstanding job with this Oregon football team. Uh, they don't, he don't get enough credit. You know, he had one foot out the door last year, uh, was headed to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He had a change of heart, uh, and a lot of people, they were wondering, will he be able to focus and get Oregon to the top? Well, I'll tell you, he has them a couple games away from playing for a national championship, but now their schedule gets tougher. They have Stanford this week at home, and then they end with Oregon State. And if they win those two games, they're going to either meet USC or UCLA in a Pac-10 championship game. I tell you a team that's going to really have a lot of say-so in this national championship is USC, a team that has really underachieved this year. But USC has the opportunity to play Oregon 
and our number three ranked team, Notre Dame. Um, just kind of excited, you know, a lot of great footballs ahead of us. We got three teams that's undefeated in uh, Kansas State, Oregon, and Notre Dame. And then you have the Alabama Crimson Tide on the outside looking in right now. But uh, Oregon has done a great job all year long. Uh, if they're going to get to that national championship game, to me, they're going to have to toughen up their defense a little bit. But it, I know there's no there's no better feeling as a defense to know when you give up seven points that you can score quick as a tick in a New York minute. Well, you know, Notre Dame, they are the number three team, and a lot of people are still concerned, not concerned, but they still question Notre Dame's ability to, to be the, the national champion, or, be, or play in the BCS national championship game. However, I'm sure it's a lot of Catholics around the nation that can't wait to see Notre Dame play for the national championship, and I'm sure if they have anything to do with it, and Notre Dame is undefeated, some kind of way Notre Dame could jump Oregon or Kansas State to play for this national championship game. Well, you know, Notre Dame, Notre Dame's another team. They're independent. They don't belong to a conference. Uh, they, they have some nice wins on their schedule and, uh, no one, uh, saw them, saw this coming also. You know, you would have to be psychic to say that Kansas State and Notre Dame would be in the top three in the BCS with two, two games remaining in the, um, college football season. But uh, all Notre Dame has done is go out and win games. They've won some controversial games, but, uh, you know, they don't make the calls. They go out and play in, uh, Coach Kelly has done a he's done a great job with his with his ball club. Uh, I enjoy watching Notre Dame's defense. Um, Wake Forest they should beat Wake Forest this week at home. They're going to have a big game to end the season at USC. Uh, that's going to be a tough game for Notre Dame. Uh, I'm sure that's Matt Barkley's. That's his national championship game. U, uh, USC is a team that has really disappointed this year, and uh, you know I wouldn't be surprised if, they, if their coach, uh, Coach Kiffin, if uh, if he don't win that game, you know, chances are that he might not be at UC, USC much longer, especially with this ball incident, you know, the, um, the student manager uh, deflating the footballs and uh, giving them an unfair advantage. So, you know, eh, it's going to be an interesting storyline when uh, Notre Dame goes out to USC. Yeah, you know, I, I really don't think that story has, has gotten the legs that it deserves because being, a, being an ex-offensive player, you know if a, if a ball is a, a little bit less, has a little less air in it, you can catch it easier. You can throw it easier. You can kick it easier. And if you don't think that gave you an unfair advantage over the team that had their balls inflated at the proper, proper um, weight, I think we're sadly mistaken. And I think Coach Kiffin has to be responsible for this. We can't say that a trainer took it upon himself to – to do this. Well, hey, let's talk about the number five team, the number four and the number five team, Alabama and Georgia. Well, you know, these two teams play each other, too. Um, no, they don't. I, I, I apologize. Uh, Georgia do play Alabama in two games. But Alabama got beat over the weekend. And I tell you, um, you know, Texas A&M came into town, and they just were not saved by the mystique of the great Alabama team that could possibly beat an NFL team is a story that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. But uh, they proved that they not only could not beat an NFL team, they couldn't beat Texas A&M. You know, uh, the quarterback, uh, Johnny Mansell, he came in cool and calm and uh, did a great job. You know, Texas A&M, they jumped out on Alabama 20 to, 20 to nothing. You knew Alabama would come back. They uh they withstood the comeback in the face of adversity. You know, Alabama's driving late uh, for the go-ahead touchdown. Uh, defensive back made a great play at the one-yard line. They intercept the football, and uh, just a big win for Texas A&M. And, uh, you, you know, Texas A&M coming to the SEC, uh, Texas is a state that's known to have superior talent. Uh, when you talk about high school football, you talk about uh, Florida, Texas, and California, and you can flip a coin, which uh, – which state is is the best state, and and now Texas A and M is in the SEC, and uh, it, there's not a there's without a doubt the SEC is the toughest conference in college football. So now, as a Texas A and M coach, you get to sell all those great players in Texas on playing and putting your talent against the best talent in the nation in the SEC. A big win for Texas A&M. And uh, really, Alabama, they dropped uh, three uh, three spots to the number four spot. They're going to have an opportunity to play Georgia 
in the SEC championship game if they can get past Auburn. Georgia has already clinched. Alabama still has a little work to do, but uh, the way Auburn has been playing, that should be an easy task. And and that Texas A&M uh, quarterback just put himself in the hunt for the Heisman, too, Manzelli. You know, um, but who who is in the hunt for the Heisman? It's not a lot of people. And it makes you wonder who's going to be the number one pick next year in the NFL draft. It's really, really still up in the air. Hey, but my man Mark Rick, man, Mark Rick has moved himself up from the from from the depths of almost being fired to now being the number five team in the nation. Wow. And all he has left is Georgia Southern, Georgia Tech, and Alabama. You know, hey, I, I applaud Mark, Mark Rick. He's a great guy. Uh, I call him a friend and a teammate. Uh, hey, I'm really, really, really proud of this guy, man. I think he's done a great job at Georgia. He's had a lot of critics, and he's came through all of it with flying colors. Uh, Georgia, uh, they're, they're sitting pretty, especially if uh, Oregon or Notre, Oregon and Notre Dame get knocked off. That'll give them an opportunity to beat an Alabama team in the SEC championship game and uh, possibly backdoor their way into the BCS championship. Uh, it, it's going to be very interesting. That's a Georgia team that lost a close game to uh, South Carolina earlier in the year. You know they're kicking themselves for that game, but uh, they've just continued to fight and fight. Uh, Georgia Southern, they should get past. Georgia Tech rivalry game should be a, a tough game, but a game that they can get by. Hey, everyone, you're listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America uh, Network. And, uh, you know, we, we got we to gotta pay the bills right now, so we'll be right back with you in, uh, um, in a few minutes. So uh, hold your seats, and we'll be right back. to the pros we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports hey did you know voice america has partnered with the kids star network to expand their reach through voice america kids voice america kids will feature talk radio for kids by kids along with special event programming and live broadcasts each program is conveniently archived for on-demand listening at any time Please check our archives for the latest events and happenings on VoiceAmericaKids.com. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard-hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Football and so much more is the focus of Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson. Join the former Arizona Cardinals running back for a show that mixes, well, a little bit of everything. Damian brings to the program life experiences playing football and will talk about his variety of successes both on and off the field. The goal is to provide you with a fun perspective on life, family, success, and of course, football. Tune in to Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. 
That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, Sam, let's get right into this NFL, man. Tonight's game is the Kansas City Chiefs are playing the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh. The Kansas City Chiefs are 1-7 and look like they're not going very far, very fast. And the Pittsburgh Steelers look like they're really making some changes in their, in their, um, in their game plan. Uh, Roethlisberger is doing what he's always done, pulling them, pulling them back out of, out of games they shouldn't be in. And the Chiefs still struggling, struggling, struggling. Hey, I know that um, Pittsburgh has always been a Super Bowl team, and a lot of people still predict them to possibly do some things this year in the AFC. How do you feel about it, Sam? What's going on with these Steelers? Hey, uh, you know, I'm a Steeler fan. Our guy Larry Foote comes down. He's a big supporter of the show. Uh, Pittsburgh's starting to get things turned around. I, I really feel when everything's all said and done that uh, they're going to come out of the AFC North and that they're going to overtake Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore's had a lot of injuries this year. I just don't really think that they're going to be able to rebound for that. from that. I, I think Baltimore will make the playoffs, but I, I just feel right now the Steelers are hitting their stride. I look for them to go 6-3 and three tonight. Uh, Big Ben is uh, doing what he always do. Uh, I, I really think he should be in that MVP uh, conversation. You know, uh, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And sometimes guys get off to a, a good start and, uh, you know, they kind of just stagger their way to the finish line. But uh, Big Ben is uh, doing everything in his power to keep this team afloat. And uh, he's done a great job. Uh, also got to tip your hat to Coach uh, Tomlin. You know, last week, man, in and out, not last week, but Thursday night, the Indianapolis coach came to Jacksonville and, and, put another notch under their belt and put a little bit more dirt over the Jacksonville Jaguars. They really don't seem to be going anywhere. And um, Indianapolis coach Andrew Luck, man, really seemed to be making some serious strides. I mean, you know, we understand that the situation with their coach, but these guys got to play the game on the field, and they've been making some plays on the field. Hey, uh, to, to me, this is the – this is one of the biggest stories of the year. You know, uh, you draft a rookie quarterback, a guy that's replacing a legend in Peyton Manning, uh, Andrew Luck. Uh, you, you let go some of your key pieces, and uh, a lot of people thought that this would be a, a very long season for the Colts. And uh, Andrew Luck said, not so fast, my friend. Uh, he's playing very well. Uh, I, I love the signing of Reggie Wayne. You give him a veteran receiver that's going to um, give him a security blanket. And uh, you add some young, speedy guys around him. And uh, you trust Andrew Luck to run the system. You, you don't give him all of it, but you give him bits and pieces. And he's done a great job. He's shown that he's going to be a franchise quarterback. And he's gonna um, he's gonna be a big time player for a long time in this league if he can uh, continue to stay healthy and uh, you know they did what they're supposed to do you get a duck you make a duck quack and uh, they came to Jacksonville and they found a duck in the Jaguars and uh, they made them quack and um, I'm sure the Jaguars are looking across at the coach quarterback and saying man we made a mistake in uh in this Gabbert kid. <laughs> Hey, but the Oakland Raiders, man, you know, this is this has been my favorite team since I was 12 years old as the Oakland Raiders. And they have not had it together since I was about 16 years old. And I take that back. The Oakland Raiders did go to the Super Bowl a couple years ago in, uh, in the infamous tuck rule. But they really have not been a, a, a quality team since they went to the Super Bowl. And, uh, the, but the Baltimore Ravens, however, without Ray Lewis, still seem to be plugging along and plugging along. And they definitely look like a playoff team. Uh, the, just what the doctor ordered, uh, the Oakland Raiders, uh, came to town. And, uh, you know, Oakland was determined to stop, uh, Ray Rice. They put a lot of guys in the box. They was not going to let, uh, Ray Rice beat him. And, uh, Joe Flacco had, had a great game. You know, when you, uh, 21 to 33, 341 yards, a couple touchdowns, you know, that's a big time performance. Uh, Joe Flacco's in a contract year, uh, a better performance of him, but I, I just don't feel that, uh, Flacco is going to be able to carry this team to the Super Bowl without some of the veterans that they lost on their defense. Uh, when you think 
think of the Baltimore Ravens, you think of their defense. You think of Ray Lewis leading them. You think of Ed Reed, Suggs, uh, some of those guys. Uh, just too many losses, in my opinion, for them to to become a Super Bowl team. You know, last year they was a field goal away from making it to the Super Bowl. I, I think they're going to have a tough time. Uh, they're going to have to play the Steelers down the road, a, a Cincinnati team that looked good. Uh, I, I just don't feel that they're going to um, they're going to win their division. They they got off to such a good start. They're seven and two. If they can win a couple more games, I, I see the playoffs in their future, but I don't see them making a serious threat. You know, and and we say they were one field goal, but they're really some poor clock management away from going to the Super Bowl or one incomplete pass in the end zone from going to the Super Bowl. But yesterday, man, the Denver Broncos played the Carolina Panthers, and I guess we could say it was the master against the student. You know, the great Peyton Manning against the up-and-coming, struggling sophomore season of Cam Newton. You know, Peyton Manning did his regular thing. He came out and produced and uh, did, did his surgical work. Um, he, he does what he always does. He throws for about 300 yards, just stayed through for 301. Hey, you got to applaud Peyton Manning, man. I, I was one of the people that say, hey, throw him on the scrap heap. I don't think he's going to ever be the same Peyton Manning. He looks like the same Peyton Manning, but a little bit better, a little more poised. Seems like he has a little bit more experience than he's ever had, and I guess you have to have it when you sat down on a bench and kind of saw things develop and saw things. Uh, I guess when you sit back and look at things, you get a better perspective, and that seems to seem to be the case with Peyton Manning. You know, I text Peyton and say, hey, Peyton, my co-host, he's really killing you, man. He don't think you're going to be able to make it back. Uh, he said, Sam, don't worry. You know, uh, I'm working hard. Uh, I'm going to get back out there and I'm going to become the Peyton of old. And, uh, Peyton Manning has done a great job of, uh, of rehabbing and, uh, not listening to the naysayers. And, uh, he has this Denver team in a prime, prime position uh they should win their uh division and uh they're going to win a lot of ball games and uh anytime you have a quarterback the caliber of Peyton Manning you're going to be in a lot of a uh, lot of ball games and and he's taking these receivers and uh he's making them better players uh the one thing I know about Peyton Manning uh from spending three years with them in Indianapolis is that he's going to be on the field he's not going to let anyone outwork him he's going to take those young guys he's going to mentor them he's going to make sure they catch passes before practice uh after practice they're going to run through every route combination before the game and uh you know to me that's what made Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne so great and uh you can kind of see that Peyton Manning effect rubbing off on some of these young Denver receivers so uh he's doing an outstanding job and uh the 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 pickup uh, of Peyton Manning for Denver was a was a great pickup, and uh, the pickup of Andrew Luck for the coach was a great pickup. So it was a win win, and it's rare in sports that it's a win win for both franchises. That is true. Hey man, the New York Giants went in went into um, Paul Brown Stadium yesterday in Cincinnati, Ohio, and and took a pretty good beat down. And you know, I don't know if it's a hangover from not a hangover, but the the lingering effects of Hurricane Sandy, and. The, the things that have gone on in the city of New York, you know, I can only imagine how they have the turmoil and how they've been turned upside down, and they still have to go through the, the regime of going to practice and and playing a football game when you're riding around and you see people uh, standing in line for a loaf of bread or a little bit of food or standing in long, long gas lines. So I that they have gone through some things. However, you still got to go on the field and you still got to play the games. And I know Tom Coughlin, if any coach knows that, if any coach has iterated that to his players, it is Tom Coughlin. Hey, uh, like the great Tony Dungy says, no excuses, no explanations. Uh, to, to me, personally, uh, the young guy, A.J. Green, said it during the week. There are some holes in their defense. And uh, what did Cincinnati go out and do? I, I tell you, they must have did a great job of scouting the Giants and watching the film because they went out and uh, and Dalton, he picked the Giants' secondary apart. Four touchdowns. Green had seven receptions for 85 yards, caught a 50-something-yard touchdown pass. And uh, the Giants, uh, they looked old, man. Hey, the Giants do have some age on them, man, and they, they really do. Hey, but, you know, the Miami Dolphins, man, and their new quarterback, their rookie quarterback, Tannehill, looks like he's kind of hit that that rookie rookie slam door in your
your face. I mean, he's around that 10th, 11th game of the season, and that's about the end of the season for, for college football. And I just really think he's, he is the rookie that is struggling the most. You know, we're wondering who's going to be the rookie that struggles. Well, Tannehill got his team off to a pretty good start, but as of lately, they've, they've really, really struggled. And uh, I see him really probably going to continue to struggle as the season goes on. Uh this was a game that that really surprised me. You know, the Dolphins, they're sitting there four and five. Uh, they lost a couple games that uh, that were very winnable for them. But uh, j- just to see the, the Texans come out and, and just really take the Dolphins behind the woodshed really surprised me. Uh, just really want to congratulate Chris Johnson, man. He's finally found his swag. He's running the ball with uh, – with authority, he's uh, showing great vision. Uh, he's showing great burst, and uh, you know there's a lot of talk. I know I was dogging him out when he was only averaging about uh, 1.1 yard per carry this year, and uh, you know he's done a great job. He's in the top five in the NFL in rushing yards, and uh, the offensive line is doing a better job for him. And uh, they're, they're starting to get some wins in Tennessee. You know when you can run the ball, it sets up the play action and everything. So uh, just a big win for. Uh, Tennessee, they're sitting at four and six, and you know if they can get on a roll, you know you never know what's going to happen. Well, when Reggie Bush is rushing the ball four times for twenty-one yards, the Dolphins still need a serious running back. And uh, Reggie Bush has always been a hard runner, but he has not been able to run between the tackles. And the Dolphins just really have to get someone to, that's going to be able to help them run between the tackles. It makes a big difference. He, you know, he's not a heavy guy, so he can't. He really can't can't do a lot in there. Hey, man, but the Detroit Lions. Yesterday lost hey, Minnesota. Hey, hey, Darryl, real, real quick, you know, hey, uh, we got to take this uh, quick commercial break. I don't mean to cut you off, but uh, when we come right back to the show, guys, we're going to pick up with the Detroit Lions and the Minnesota Vikings. Again, you're listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Network. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an Internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. Football and so much more is the focus of Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson. Join the former Arizona Cardinals running back for a show that mixes, well, a little bit of everything. Damian brings to the program life experiences playing football and will talk about his variety of successes both on and off the field. The goal is to provide you with a fun perspective on life, family, success, and of course, football. Tune in to Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, Sam, yesterday the Detroit Lions went to Minnesota, but they could not come back with a victory. And Minnesota Vikings did not have Percy Harvin. But Matthew Stafford and Charles Johnson, um, Calvin Johnson probably had one of the best days of, of the season for Charles Johnson. 12 catches, 207 yards for the Minnesota Vikings and, and Christian Ponder, who's really been struggling lately. And I still question whether Christian Ponder can take this team to the playoffs and come back with a victory. But if you got Adrian Peterson in your backfield, 
man, he could go the distance every time he touched the ball. So you just never can tell with Adrian Peterson and a Minnesota Viking team that makes it to the playoff. And Leslie, Leslie, man, their coach, Leslie Fraser, nothing seems to get under this guy's skin. He's always calm, never rattled at all. He, he's a... Uh... He, he's from the Dungey tree, and you know, uh, Coach Dungey, he, he preaches patience. He preaches, uh, doing things the right way. And, uh, you know, you, you don't have to show a lot of emotion. You don't have to be the guy that's yelling and screaming. Uh, but the one thing that Coach Frazier does is he gets his guys ready to play. And he was one of the guys whose seat was very hot coming into this year. Yes, it and was. I, and I'm just so happy to see that he has the Vikings playing at a high level and, uh, uh, I, I tell you what, there there were two uh, performances in that game. The Stafford to Johnson performance. When, whenever as a receiver you have 12 catches over 200 yards, that's just a great individual day. But uh, just the the job that Adrian Peterson has done coming off of ACL injury, you know, him and Peyton Manning, the, the just the the work and dedication that they had to put in the rehab. And, uh, you know, Adrian Peterson came out this week. He sent the message to um, Derrick Rose. He just talked about what a great guy Derrick Rose was. But he told Derrick Rose that he had to attack his rehab. Don't don't think that you can't do something. Attack it. Uh, your knee is healed. You have to have that confidence. And uh, he's running the ball like he attacked his rehab. He's attacking defenders he he's bursting he's making cuts he's not afraid and uh never before have we seen someone come off of acl injury and have the level of success that mr peterson mr peterson's having just uh um it just shows that hard work pays off and uh he didn't doubt himself he believed in his abilities and uh you also have to tip your head to the trainers man that was he's just been having a great year leading the nfl and rushing off of acl injury it's uh truly amazing it, uh, uh, testimony to him, man, and how hard he's worked in the off season to get himself in the position he in. He is, um, he's in. So I, I tell you, man, um, he is the real Superman of the NFL. I tell, it's unbelievable. I've never seen anybody come back and perform the way he's performed after an ACL surgery. Hey, but the New England Patriots, man, and the Buffalo Bills play yesterday in New England. And I've said it for the last three weeks on this show that New England Patriots and the Bill Belichick team are just an average team. They're not that good. They're an average team, Sam. And Buffalo proved it yesterday. They almost came back and beat this team. I mean, really, uh, a little more time, and they probably would have came back and beat them. I know that. Matter of fact, um, uh, Fitzpatrick threw an, in, threw, a, threw an interception in the end zone to close this game out. Hey, woulda, coulda, shoulda, a little more, a lot more. At the end of the day, the New England Patriots, they're six and three. They're two games up in their division. Hey, do they have things to work on? Yes. Two out of the three losses. No, the three losses that they have are by a, a, a combined six points. So, you know, they're very close. The one thing they haven't done a great job of is protecting leads late. Yesterday, they got an interception at the end of the game to seal the game. You know, it's, it's a team that's growing. You know, they're, they're working some things out. But whenever you have Tom Brady on your team, you're going to be able to win most of your ball games. The one thing that I really like about this New injury. New England Patriot team is uh, Stephen Ridley. He's running the ball. Um, I don't think New England has had a running game like this since uh, Corey Dillon was with them. And when Corey Dillon was with the Patriots, they won the Super Bowl. Uh, Fitzpatrick had a he had a nice day. Fred Jackson. Uh, Buffalo did some good things, but at the end of the day, New England got the victory. New England is sitting pretty. They're sitting pretty right now in their division. Yeah, and you know, man, we have no more undefeated teams in the NFL. The Atlanta Falcons went down yesterday to the New Orleans Saints. Oh, Who wow. that? You know, man, the Saints have really made some changes, man. They looking good. They really are looking like a real football team again. Who that? <laughs> you got you hey, do you have one of those bags over your head? I don't think so. This Saint team look like they're the real deal. And Jonathan Vilma's playing some serious football, man. Don't look like the um don't 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 look like the bounty gate is affecting his play at all. 
Jonathan Vilma, he's been a nice cheerleader. He, he's rounding his way in the form. Uh, the one thing that I know the um, Saints really missed with Vilma is his leadership, just being a strong leader out there, getting guys lined up, being able to get in guys' faces and challenge, challenging them. But I, I, I tell you what, it, it starts and ends with uh, with Drew Brees had another strong performance, uh, 21 or 32, 298 yards three touchdowns uh and you know Graham he was he's injured early in the year but uh he had a big time day yesterday seven catches 146 yards two touchdowns also would like to congratulate Tony Gonzalez uh 11 catches 122 yards and he caught his 100th touchdown the first tight end in an NFL history to go over 100 to catch 100 touchdowns uh you know just an awesome feat uh and both of these both of these guys are former basketball players and uh Tony Gonzalez mentioned how him being a basketball player really helps him in getting in position and fighting for the ball but uh on another note the New Orleans Saints a big victory uh sitting at four and five uh I tell you what, this is a team that's definitely on the rise and a team that no one, and I mean no one, will want to play at in the playoffs or at the end of the season. Because right now with Coach Vitt is back, it seems like they're hitting their stride. The defense is playing just good enough for them to get by. And, hey, if you give Breeze a little time, he's going to find the open guy. Well, you know Roddy White came out early in the week and said that his team could go undefeated. And, you know, right when he said that, I was like, wow. You know, those are not the kind of comments that you really want to be making in the middle of the season. And he made that comment. And I think that, you know, we always talk about NFL, they don't really need bulletin board material. Well, I think that could have been some bulletin board material. And I'm sure that spread around the New Orleans Saints locker room like wildfire. And it was just a matter of time before. Um, okay. You know, Did you see the comment that he made today? What was that? Did you see the comment he made today? We no, gave the game know. to the Saints. No, you didn't give it to them. They took it. Exactly. No, they they took it yesterday. Yep. Hey, man, but the San, the San Diego Chargers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers went at it, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have looked better and better and better. You know, this was a franchise early in the season. We were, we were giving them a hard time because they were um, playing hard at the end of the game when they should have been taking a knee or when the other team was taking a knee. They were firing off the ball. Well, they still firing off the ball, but they firing off the ball and they're winning. And if Phillip Rivers and North Turner, man, I don't know who's going to go first. I'm almost sure it's going to be North Turner. But it wouldn't surprise me to know that uh, to see Phillip Rivers um, get get traded, you know, because so they may be able to get something for him, you know, because I don't think Phillip Rivers really, really, really wants to be in San Diego anymore, man. Uh, the, the one thing with Phillip Rivers is, you know, Phillip Rivers, he's a good quarterback, but I don't think he's – become the quarterback that a lot of people pegged him to be, like putting him in the upper echelon of the NFL quarterbacks. You know, he's done some great things in San Diego uh, with North Turner. North Turner is a tremendous offensive-minded coach, uh, but he's also a coach that's known uh, known to have teams underachieve. And uh, right now, San Diego, I, I, I really think it started – on the Monday night game with Denver when they, when they let one slip away from them and, uh, they, they just don't seem to be able to rebound in, uh, Tampa Bay. They, they faced a, a fiery Tampa team yesterday that came out. Freeman has been playing well. Uh, the rookie Doug Martin has been running the ball with some authority and, uh, Tampa got a big win yesterday. Tampa is in the thick of this playoff race and, uh, if they continue to get better and better, you never know what's going to happen. Just a, a great job by another rookie, uh, a rookie head coach? I would have to agree. Hey, man, the New York Jets, and I don't know whether you want to say Sanchez or Tebow or whoever it is, they got beat again. And the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson really look like they are a playoff team. And, man, this Seattle defense is really playing some serious ball, and they are a physical team. I, I, I guarantee you when, uh, when, uh, when Rex Ryan looks across at the Seattle team, he – he looks at he looks at their defense, and he only wishes that his defense played that physical. You know that that's the type of defense that we have come to 
expect from the Jets. But uh, the Jets are just underachieving all around the board. You know, uh, Joe Namath came out and said that uh, they're more into selling tickets than uh, winning ball games. You know, you brought Tim Tebow in. You said you were going to give him a chance to compete. They really haven't done that. Tim Tebow hasn't been on the field for offensive touchdown. Uh, I, I really don't know, but uh, I, I know Sanchez. Um, he's due to make a lot of money. And when you uh, only complete nine passes in the NFL, it's going to be tough to beat anyone. Uh, you know, uh, the, the the story to me in this game is uh, Marshawn Lynch. He's running the ball, man. He's just uh, – he runs with a lot of aggression, aggression and anger when he's running the ball, man. And, uh, he, he did his thing yesterday. 27 carries, 124 yards. He's one of the top five, uh, NFL rushers. Hey, Tony Romo beat the Philadelphia Eagles and Michael Vick yesterday. Michael Vick suffered a concussion from a lick that really didn't look like a real serious concussion kind of hit. And, um, I don't know if Michael Vick was really just wanting to come out of the game or whether he just wanted to show them that the backup quarterback is not that good. You know, because Nick Foles did not, did not show me a lot yesterday. He really didn't show me a lot. That, that, that was my question to, to, to everyone is, uh, did Nick Foles do enough to start ahead of a, of a healthy Michael Vick? Uh, I don't think he did, but the one thing I will say, I don't care who is the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. If they do not get better line protection, they're going to be uh, searching a waiver wire looking for guys to come in and play quarterback because they're not protecting anyone. And, uh, you know, hey, the grass isn't always green on the other side. But, hey, guys, you're listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Sports Network. We will be right back with the Philadelphia Eagles-Dallas Cowboy game after the break. Your Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, Sam, let's talk about this Dallas Cowboys Philadelphia Eagles. You know, Andy Reid, he's on the hot seat so hot, man. I know he's just sweating every time he steps into the building. Man, every time he steps into the Philadelphia Eagles complex, I know he's thinking he's going to get somebody get a knock on the door. Hey, the boss wants to see you in the office. <laughs> hey, nothing, like, nothing, like, nothing, nothing like the Reaper, you know, coming to say, hey, where's my playbook? Uh, I don't know what they do for coaches. but uh, I've heard that know, a few times, Sam. You know, they just I, they they have protection issues. Uh, they, this is a team that has a, a tremendous amount of talent, but it just seems like those guys are already packing it up. They're getting ready to, uh, for vacation. Uh, they're gonna have to really go on a, 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 a big time win streak if they're gonna have 
any opportunity to make the playoffs. Yesterday they let a golden opportunity get by, especially with the Giants losing. But, uh, you know, I'm not really sold on these Cowboys either. So, uh, I really think it's going to be hard for one of these teams to supplant the, the Giants and, uh, Coach Reed, uh, I think his time in Philadelphia is coming to an end. And, uh, you know, now the big question is, will he make it? Will he finish the season as the coach? Yeah, I think he'll finish the season as a, as a coach, but I think we are seeing the um, we're 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 seeing the residue of of Andy Reid at Philadelphia. I don't think he's going to be there very much longer. Hey, but yesterday, man, the St. Louis the St. Louis Rams and the San Francisco Forty ers played to the first tie in four years in the NFL. Wow, man, you just don't see this very often in the NFL. You don't see this, and you rarely ever see this in professional sport. This is probably the only sport that we find a tie in, maybe besides hockey. Um, I'm sure a lot of fans are going to ask, hey, why didn't they let them finish the game? You know, should they allow them to, to continue to play? That game, no. The game was four hours long. Uh, I think you, uh, you you put the players more at risk when when guys are tired. You saw field goal kickers missing chip shots. Uh, the play getting a little sloppy. Uh, I think the NFL have the rules in place for a reason. Uh, you know, uh, but the one thing I do like and I I respect about the St. Louis Rams is uh, just a different attitude under Coach Fisher. He's done a great job of getting those guys ready to play week in and week out. They've been very competitive. Uh, I'm sure that's the game that San Francisco feel that they let slip away. Uh, they didn't win. They didn't lose. But uh, they only let the Seattle Seahawks gain a half game on them. Uh, and uh, also they lost their quarterback to a concussion. You know, we're going to talk about that after uh, we get into this Houston and Chicago game, uh, big-time game last night in, in Soldier Field. Uh, a lot of people said that this could be a preview of the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, I was looking to see how Houston would respond under the national spotlight after uh, their last outing. Uh, against the Green Bay Packers, when when everybody was watching them, they laid a they laid an egg. But uh, I tell you what, they came out last night. They played great defense and uh, they ran the ball well and uh, did just enough to beat um, a Chicago team in a um, in a bad weather uh, game. You know, um, a lot of uh, I, I'm one of these people, and I think a lot of people think this: Is Jay Cutler tough enough? To take the Chicago Bears to the Super Bowl, you know he took a pretty, pretty, pretty tough hit last night. He left the game. I just can't see this being a game that uh, that that hit wasn't all of that to me. You know, I know it was a tough hit, but man, we've seen guys take a lot tougher hits, and you got to wonder: is this guy the guy to take the Chicago Bears to the Super Bowl? We, I, I'm not gonna say we know Jason Campbell's not. But Jason Campbell really didn't look that good last night, and I and I know he's probably hasn't had the reps necessary to to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. And let's let's let him get a, another game under his belt to see what he could do. But um, I'm not so I'm not so sold on Jay Cutler still. No, this is a guy now. Jason Campbell is a guy that started a lot of games in the National yeah. Football League. So uh, you know he has to be ready. That's why they brought him in in case something happened. Uh, the color, so I, I I don't agree with the Jason Campbell not being ready to uh, to take over a starting role. Uh, a guy who's prepared and has been a starter should be ready to step in. Uh, and you know, this is your second time that you've questioned the guy's toughness. You thought that the Vic hit wasn't hard enough, uh, the Cutler hit wasn't hard enough. You you never know. I, I'm sh- I know everyone is different in how they respond, but sometimes a guy the hit might not be as vicious as the landing on the ground and the impact of someone falling on top of them. Uh, is Cutler the, the right man to lead this team to the Super Bowl? The jury's still out on that. The one thing that uh, I do think that uh, benefits Jay Cutler tremendously is that he has a great defense in the Chicago Bears. And when you have a defense like the Bears, that's going to allow you to be able to make mistakes and because uh, you have a defense that can go out and get stops. Last night he threw two interceptions, didn't help his team cause. But 
you know, the, the Bears, to me, their team in the playoffs, the weather's going to be bad. If they get home field advantage, no one wants to go to Soldier Field um, in January or February. So it, it's a team that definitely have the pieces in place to make a Super Bowl run. And, and the Bears, if they make that run, they're going to do it with defense, running the ball with a uh, forte and play action passes. I do like the chemistry between Cutler and, uh, and uh, Brandon Marshall, though. Yeah, you know, you, you think about Cutler's concussion. He was not the only one that suffered a concussion yesterday. Alex Smith suffered a concussion. Michael Vick suffered a concussion. And Alex Smith, the, the hit that he took, it, it was a lot more vicious than the one that Michael Vick took. And and the one uh, Jay Cutler took was was pretty 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 stiff. But um, you just wonder how long are these guys going to be out, and how how long is the lingering effect of these concussions going to be for these three quarterbacks that play for major teams, uh, teams that are fighting for their lives in the playoffs? Uh, I just I just wonder how it's going to work out for these guys. I hope they all make it back this week. I don't think Michael Vick's uh, going to make it back. Stories are, you know, that the Eagles, even if he can't make it back, they want to sit him and, and take a look at uh at the rookie quarterback. But uh to me that that's gonna be a very, very big mistake. Uh I, I just don't think Foles is ready for um ready to step in and lead this team, especially with all their offensive line issues. Uh if if they had an offensive line that can actually protect their quarterback, maybe this is something you look at. You're talking about an athletic quarterback that's getting hit constantly in Michael Vick and uh you know Foles he took his share of hits last night. Uh he did some good things. Uh he also threw a pick six, you know, we didn't we didn't really, we didn't get into that, but uh it, it it's tough as a quarterback when you're constantly being hit and you don't know uh you know that clock in your head, hey, hey I got to get rid of the ball, but uh you're getting hit before that clock goes off. Yeah, you know, um, when we look at the playoff picture, man, um, right now, if in the AFC, if we started the playoffs today, the Indianapolis Colts would be at the Denver Broncos. Uh, you know, I, wow, just the thought of Peyton Manning being in the playoffs right now, if they were playing the wild card game, he'd be in the playoffs. And he could take a team to the Super Bowl if he could get in the playoffs. I just really think he could. And uh, and in the AFC, the, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers would be playing the New England Patriots. Um, in the first round of the playoffs, and the Houston Texans would have a bye, and the Baltimore Ravens would have a bye in the AFC. Now, in the NFC, the, um, the Green Bay Packers would be playing the, um, the the New York Giants in the wild card game, and we know how much those Giants love that wild card game, and we know that the new Green Bay Packers won the Super Bowl a few years back coming from the wild card. As a matter of fact, the last two Super Bowl champions have come from the wild card in the NFC. The Seattle Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers would be playing in the first round of the playoffs. Um, and who, right now, the Atlanta Falcons and the Chicago Bears would have a bye. Both of those teams are playing some serious football right now, Sam, and I could see either one of them making it to the making it to the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl. So I, you know, I, I like the I like the right now part because uh, I, I I see some uh, some shifting that's going to go along. I, I think Pittsburgh is going to. Um, they're going to end up winning their division over Baltimore. I think Baltimore is going to end up being in that wild card uh, game. And I also don't see the Steelers being able to hold off Green Bay. Uh, you know, Green Bay is one game behind. They beat Chicago earlier in the year. If they beat them again and they end up with the same record, they're definitely going to have the um, advantage in the head-to-head. And, I, and the Packers, to me, they're they're playing strong. They're playing good. They're starting to hit their stride. And uh, just some of these teams that's on the outside looking in uh, in the NFC, I, I, I really think Minnesota can make some noise. And I, I'm really, really rooting for the Saints with everything that they've been through. That's going to be a team that's going to be very, very dangerous um, if, if they can get into the playoffs. But, hey, guys, uh, you know, we've come come to the end. Of a of a great show, Daryl. It was uh it was fun as usual being in the studio with you. Uh, it, it's that time that we have to say goodbye. Uh, hope you guys tune in next week to another show of uh, Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Anything you want to say in closing, Daryl? Hey, let's have a great week of sports, guys. See you next week, same time. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.